It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Robbie, how's it going? Great. You? Uh, well, you know, a little salty because uh, <laughs> there were two lotteries this morning and fortunately I didn't get into either. So, you know, that's that's that. But, you know, I only had two tickets. So Hard Rock Ticket was a 0.5% chance and a Western States was 1.4% chance. So there is that. <laughs> People just got to stop signing up. I know, I know. <laughs> I think last year it was seven thousand something, and this this year it was like ninety six hundred or something like that. So next year it'll probably be ten thousand people or more. Easy. Well, it'll be well over ten thousand. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, I had my qualifier in March or in January, and so that'll get me in again with my four tickets. But hey, we have a guest today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Heather Jacoby. I got that right. I had to ask just to be fair. So. Uh, Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm super grateful to be here. You don't have to lie to us. <laughs> I, I, I like coaxed her into it. I was like, you got to come on the podcast. It's got to be a cool story. So, uh, you have a really cool company. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your company? Yeah. So we are a CBD based recovery products for athletes. So as as an athlete myself, I was looking to find recovery methods that were non-toxic and natural and that were safe for my body to use. And so we came up with our, our most popular product for a lot of the athletes is our topical muscle gel roll-on. And so it's, it's kind of taken a huge hit. It's, it's, amazing to see the community take onto it so well and it works phenomenal so basically what we have is a topical we have soft gels that are really good for sleep so to help people recover while they're sleeping it works on pain and inflammation while they're sleeping as well and then we have some tinctures which are more of a potent extract so that would be like an extra strength so we're pretty simple like with like five products and we have full spectrums which have micro doses of THC in them and then broad spectrums that have none, no THC at all. Is there a so for like Olympic athletes? Yeah. Is there a regulation on, on full spectrum? Like it has to be like what 3% or lower. Yeah, in THC? So less, yes. So it has to be less than 0.3%, but listen, the threshold's big. So like, we're ultra conservative, but to be less than 0.3%, the window used to be a lot smaller, but now the chemists have learned to play with dry weight and increase THC content with within the hemp and like get really high on the THC content. Hmm. So it's always good to be mindful when somebody says less than 0.3% to really understand what the milligrams are Yeah, because yeah. they could be 10 or 15 milligrams of THC versus one. And maybe it's not disclosed. Mm. Usually people that are putting high concentrations will disclose that, but it's important to pay attention to not the percentage, but the milligrams yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Now, how did you get to 
how did you get to CBD? Like you said, you're an athlete yourself, but like, were you using stuff that was just like toxic and you were having some reactions to it? And like, where, how did you come to this whole, whole business and, and that your topical creams that you sell? Well, let's see. <laughs> I was a, uh, this is a long story, but I'll, so I was a like highly medicated on pharmaceutical drugs. So it's like, I was on a shit storm of pharmaceuticals. To be frank, I was on antidepressants. I was on sleeping pills. I was on Adderall. I was on, um, like Valium. So it was like, I would go in with a problem and it's, it first started with antidepressants and never once did anybody else ask me, Hey, how's your diet? Do you exercise? But here's this pill and this is what you take. And I was too ignorant and really just didn't know. And I took the pill and it worked for a little bit of time, but then it was now I can't concentrate. So then it was Adderall and then I couldn't sleep. So then it was sleeping pills. And then I was too up during the day. So I needed a little volume. So it was constantly these uppers and downers. And it, it actually started to have a really negative effect on me emotionally. And I started just taking a, a dive. I just was not myself. I was becoming not productive. I actually wanted to drink more alcohol. And an interesting thing to note is a lot of people have had this problem when they're doing Adderall. There's an increase in alcohol consumption because what it does to the brain. Um, but nobody told me that. And I've never been a big drinker. So I just knew things were off for me. I did a lot of research and full disclosure, like, don't do what I do and don't <laughs> make me any recommendations. But what I did is I just was so pissed about it. And once I went down that rabbit hole, I went completely cold Turkey. And it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my entire life. I had no idea what I was heading into, but that's when I picked up running and so I didn't start running till I was in my thirties and I'm 47 now, but I started running when I was in my thirties because I didn't know what to do because I was very mentally unstable. I was detoxing from all these pharmaceutical chemicals and it was an absolute nightmare. And I literally just ran out the door one day and I couldn't even run a mile and I felt better. And I was like, holy shit, I think this running thing's going to work for me. And I literally never stopped running until I get an injury. <laughs> I'll run myself into an injury. Wait, hold but... on. You stop when you get an injury? That's, that's... <laughs> not, <laughs> not <normal>. always. Not... <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's my what... medicine. Yeah. Well, you, you, you said you started running what, you know, how far did you run? I mean, have you run any <laughs> ultra marathons? Have you run, you, are you a marathoner or? Yeah. So I originally started, I literally not joking when I say I couldn't run a mile, like it was 
I was never a fitness person. I was never in and organized sports as a child. I just didn't have that opportunity as a child. So I never really considered myself an athlete. And it wasn't until I was like later in that people started referring me to as an athlete, but it turns out it's just my medicine and it's what works to make me feel good. And like, I'm here to spread it to the world. So to answer your question, I, you know, I started with 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. I've, shit, I've probably done a hundred half marathons, if not more. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I've, and now I do ultras. So 50Ks where I'm at, um, I've, I've done about 450Ks and uh, then I got a fracture in my tibia. So mm. I decided to take up swimming and now I'm training for an Ironman Why my leg heals. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Ironman at? North Carolina. Oh, cool. Wilmington. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What 50 K's did you do? So I did do bad water here in uh, North Carolina. So it's Cape fear. Yeah, is that water. the one on the, is that the one on the beach? Yes. Oh my so, gosh, that looks so terrible. <laughs> no, no. I don't. I had a buddy run the 50 miler this year and I was like, bro, what are you doing? That's on the, that's, uh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, the funny thing is like, it's, it's so awesome and it's deceiving because it's a hard flat beach. So you think you have it and like, it's going to be easy and like it. You can't really grip. You your feet are kind of like mildly sliding the whole time, and it just creeps up on you. But you go down. I want to say it's like a ten mile down and ten miles back. So the fifty milers do that same thing. So you'll kind of pass each other along the beach, and there were people that were already back into the fifty k and and back out for their fifty miler, and I was. Just truck it along, trying, <laughs> trying to get in. So hey, it was, you, but it was awesome. Yeah, was, that's cool. What other ones? It was ones a have, that day. What other ones have you run? Mostly just local here in North Carolina. So okay. I'm new to ultra running. Yeah. Y'all got some really cool stuff out there. Like the East Coast has some really cool races. I need to get out there and run some east coast stuff haven't done it yet next okay. week we're at the beast of the east which is a big one a what is that i've never heard of that one beast of the east it's it's only 45 minutes from my house but it's a there's a 50 mile there's a 25 miler a 50 miler and a 100 miler hmm. so people come in from all over the country for this one though yeah i've heard of eastern states but I don't know. I have a clue where that's at and then no business. <laughs> I know that one too, but I don't know where that's at. I'm not very smart on my Eastern, uh, Eastern, uh, races, ultra races. So all your Eastern people listening, I apologize because I don't know <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll be smart grindstone. There's another one. So, <laughs> well, how did the, um, so how did the CBD and when did the CBD come into all of this? Was that during your, your 50, 60 to a hundred half marathons or. Yeah. Cause like when you're running in your forties, you just need recovery. So <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> I know that. 
I'm so from my personal experience, I will do everything in my power not to take any like pharmaceutical drugs or even over the counter like ibuprofen. Once I did a lot of research, I understood. Now, sometimes we need an ibuprofen occasionally, but I find that a lot of people in our community pop ibuprofen like they're candy. I mean, I've heard of people putting them in their blokes, you know, their gummies while they're running just to get that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. I haven't heard that. That's crazy. (laughs) Wait, what did you call them? What did you call them? The, are, the, are they blokes or block? You know, like the gummies, like the clip oh, gummies. I didn't have a clue what you were saying. I was like, <laughs> you said gummies and I was like, okay, I got that. But then I had, I had to come back because I wasn't sure what that, uh, what that was, <laughs> if, if that was an East Coast thing or something. <laughs> like an electrolyte gummy, not like a edible gummy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a- yeah. Like a, like a cliff blocks or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. I was confused. I was like, what is that? I don't I haven't seen any of those I need to get my hands on some of those I've tried almost (laughs) everything (laughs) yeah but they do like you see it you know you'll be running an ultra and you're just seeing people popping pills like they're crazy and they're probably a lot of them are salt pills but you know but I just see a lot of people popping pills and I've been guilty of it myself I apologize if my coach is listening (laughs) but you know (laughs) um I'm definitely been guilty of it you know when you're 70 80 miles into a race and it hurts it hurts bad. And you don't get the opportunity. Like everybody can't take it. So that's the other thing. Like it's so ibuprofen. It, it also disrupts your electrolytes. So it's not just that it's awful for your kidney and liver and it's actually addictive. And um, it what it does is it releases your inflammation, but it actually creates inflammation. So it get, well, I didn't say that right. It releases your pain, but it increases inflammation. So it's almost like you become addicted to it, which is intentional so that you're constantly needing to take more ibuprofen to get that relief. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it, it interferes with your electrolytes. So a lot of people, like if you're running a hundred miler, okay, fine. Like you have to do what you have to do. And there's certain alternatives that you can use, but like if some people can't use CBD, they're not privileged enough or their job doesn't allow them or whatever the problem is that they can't take it, then, you know, that is a little bit of a problem. And so if you're doing a hundred miler and you have to take ibuprofen, I actually don't know of another alternative, but I think there's plenty more and that people might realize if they stop taking them, they might have less inflammation. Mm-hmm. Be a good test to do. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that'd be interesting. So, so how, how did the whole ASE come, come into this? Like, how did you, how did you decide on, I know you said that you, you were, you wanted, didn't want to take any pharmaceuticals, but how does the company actually form? So this is a good question. So a Shea, what I did was, Oh, I'm sorry. It's a Shea. I had no okay. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've it's always a just Shea thought it was naturals. Okay. See, I'm learning something. <laughs> a lot of people call it ASA and I'm totally cool with that. What does the Shea um, stand for? So it stands for the, what it means is the power to make things happen. Okay. That's cool. 
I like that. Yeah. So two reasons I started the company. One, I always look for natural alternatives. And two, my daughter is an equestrian horseback rider and she got a really bad concussion. And part of her recovery was to, from the neurologist, because we wanted natural, he had said we could take a CBD route. So she had problems with the taste. So what we, one of the things we did is we created a formulation that tastes really good. So it's peppermint and monk fruit. So it's a sweeter peppermint. And the way that we do the extraction process allows it to taste and smell really good. So it doesn't have this hempy smell for people that are sensitive to it. Hmm. That's cool. So, but how did I start the company? Well, um, I stayed home. I have two kids right now. They are 20 and 21. And I was a stay at home mom for that. I stayed home with my kids their, their whole life and had the opportunity to raise them. And so I got divorced when they were 12 and 13. So then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I just started finding different ways of looking to see what I wanted to do and what my passion was. And then when I, uh, when she got a concussion, I was like, that's it. This is what it is. This is the product that works for me. This is a product I trust to use on my daughter to help with her brain recovery. And so she used the broad spectrum that has no THC because it's a neurogenesis. So it actually repairs damage in the brain is awesome for concussion therapy. And it worked really well for her. And I decided I was going to do it. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I just decided I was going to do it. And I figured it out along the way. Um, I didn't even know what a manufacturing facility was. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I figured it all out and um, I'm very confident that we have the highest quality CBD available. We do use an FDA certified facility and a GMP certified facility. And what that means is medical grade and highly regulated. And so we can get into retail, large retail locations, which we are already in some like kind of whole food environments and like running stores and, and stuff that, uh, stores like that, that are giving to the mass population. And so we're trusted for quality control. So I went from knowing nothing to being somewhat of an expert. I don't like to call myself an expert because I always feel like there's so much to learn. And, um, that's basically what I did. You just, you just start. And you figure it out. You just pull the trigger. <laughs> you just go for it. <laughs> so where do you guys, um, are you guys manufactured in the U.S. or do you manufactured, where are you guys manufactured at? Awesome question. And so dear to my heart. Yes, we use American farmers. Awesome. Ours, yes. And so that's a huge part of my mission is to work uh, and use American businesses and American farmers, American farmers have been through hell, especially with hemp, let alone COVID. And so um, they have had a really hard time with hemp grow where the regulations have been so stringent and so absolutely ridiculous that they've had to burn whole fields of crops because they have overproduced a higher THC hemp, 
which is kind of bogus because they can extract it in the extraction process before they get it out to the population. So it's, it's super not cool. Like, and it put a lot of people out of business and it stressed a lot of farmers. So yes, we use American farmers, super passionate about supporting American businesses. Our hemp is grown in Colorado and it's an outdoor grow. I have found through my research and experience and testing and walking farms that Colorado is just superior in their hemp and it's the best. And it's what I wanted to use in our products. Yeah. I was just about to ask, did you like go to different farms and, you know, talk to the farmers themselves and like handpick everything that you did? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I did. I went in face to face. I'm a face to face kind of person. You get a feel, get an understanding how the business is running meet real farmers, test soil, do things like that. Um, I've always been very knowledgeable when it came to food resources and soil sampling and understanding quality of food. And so that helped me when I was understanding quality of, I knew I wanted quality and I knew how to look for that. And so soil testing and understanding where the, what the soil was prior to hemp also. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people want organic and I mean, always we want as much organic as possible, but a lot of these small local farmers can't really get organic certifications or when you're working with hemp, if you rotate your hemp, you can only rotate it. I think it's like every year or two, you have to do, you have maybe grow strawberries in order to keep it certified organic. And these farmers are profiting and have a business of hemp. So it doesn't make sense for them to rotate their crop and grow strawberries or anything other than what their hemp is. So they have a hard time certifying. And then also one of the, so ours is grown organically. It's just not certified organically but we're still supporting small organic farmers. And then also one of the things that I was looking for was what did they grow prior to that also? Like, was it genetically modified corn or was it organic crop? And so we chose to go with our organic crop fields that were prior organic crops, not genetically modified or tobacco farms or things of that nature. Yeah. As yeah. the soil continues to turn over. Well, that's really cool that you, you know, everything's done in America. You don't, you just don't see that anymore because uh, obviously there, there's added cost to, you know, using American farmers as opposed to, or American, you know, products based to going off uh, overseas. And so, you know, that's, that's super cool that you are um, using all America. I appreciate that. Um, CBD seems like, you, you know, you, obviously it's, it's legal, uh, federally. So you, you go into a grocery store or whatever, and you see CBD on the shelf and it's like, it seems like it's flooded everywhere. So you came up with the idea, you created the idea, like, how did you get your product out there and how did you start becoming successful with, um, how do you say essay? essay I, I, i'm sorry like a shea, a shea. i keep thinking yeah. ase so that's how i've been saying it this whole time a shay um so yeah but how did how did you get it out there like how did you make it successful it just 
I see it, you know, in the ultra running community, everyone that I follow seems like that they, you know, they use it and they have it and just, it's in everybody's hands. I like want to cry when you say that because it like the hustle's real. Like it, entrepreneurship is sometimes glorified. <laughs> not like if if you think getting in the boxing ring and getting your sh- the shit kicked out of you every day is fun, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> it's rewarding if you keep getting back up. Basically, what I did is, and I started literally going door to door locally and like just going to like health and wellness stores and getting face to face with people. And it was, it w- it's been a really long, hard journey, but face to face, I grew the Instagram account organically, basically just commenting on people's stuff, getting in and we've pivoted like at first, cause I've always been an athlete, but at first I didn't have enough knowledge to know what my market was going to be. I was just kind of floundering out there. And then it finally started to like narrow down to a niche because naturally I was reaching out to the same kind of my kind of people. And so it, and then I was like, okay, let's just make it for athletes. And so while we're in the stores, we're not marketing to athletes on Instagram. We are. And literally I just, would message and comment and I would not get responses. People would, I couldn't give it away. Are you kidding me? It was like, (laughs) I was like begging people to take the product and I just couldn't give it away. And then finally, I just started catching, I just started catching wind a little bit. And like, finally it just started catching and people started loving it once they started to use it. And then they would talk about it. Then they would tell somebody. But honestly, it's been like one person at a time. It's yeah. it's never been like a big collective, like big win. It's been like a couple people here, a couple people here. And now it's like starting to take sale. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I see it all over Instagram and it's it it's blown up. And so I'm I'm jealous because I can't use it yet. I got to <laughs> I got to wait a couple of years before I can get in on it. So but yeah, I see it all over the place. So, well, there's Tiger Balm. Have you tried like something natural like Tiger Balm? You could probably use. Yeah, not non CBD stuff. Yeah, I can use stuff like that. But just anything CBD is, uh, you know, it's kind of out of the question for, you know, military, a lot of government employees and stuff like that. So, sucks, but it is what it is. Being almost 18 years in the military, I'm I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to risk it just yet. So I don't blame you. And I get it. I mean, you have to follow the regulations. It's your job. And it sucks. Like I feel bad because it's, you know, our military, especially I'm like, like, give them the good stuff. Let them use <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> Take the pain away. It's just yeah. topical, you know, but, but I get it. And, you know, you see it a lot um, being, you know, suggested for uh, PTS patients, um, CBD, instead of being, you know, on pharmaceutical drugs. And it's just like, there's such a need for it. And it's been studied and, you know, it's, it's naturally based. And it's like, come on, guys, like, this can help people out rather than putting them on these like, heavy drugs that are going to knock them out. And you're not going to know who you are for the time being while you're on it. 
exactly what you said earlier. You know, that's what they're doing to our military. They're drugging them up when there's natural products that they could be using. But anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Well, you, you know, won't be able to air this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we well, can air yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of that, like one time I was on an airplane and I we were going overseas. We were on our way to Germany, and we were an hour into the flight, and the guy next to me had popped an Ambien because it was a it was a red it was a red eye flight, and something was wrong with the plane. And he figured after 30 minutes being in the air, he was safe to take this Ambien. And they turned this plane around. Oh, my and gosh. We had to go back for an hour. And I just remember, like, praying for this guy. I was like, this poor guy is on his own, on his Ambien. And they was like, good luck, sir. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, had he had taken CBD, he might be tired, but he would know what was going on. <laughs> you should like, just carry little samples around with you and hand them out. <laughs> Every red eye, like, have you tried uh, a shade? <laughs> you know, one of the big things I found CBD to uh, work for me was my anxiety. Uh, CBD works really good uh, to calm the effects of anxiety. Uh, I used to take this product. The company's not around anymore. They were uh, up and coming in Colorado, more based uh, off athletes, endurance athletes. Floyd's? No, it wasn't Floyd's. It was called uh, Mountain Made. Floyd's is still around, actually. Are they? Um, yeah, you go into Leadville, and it's that's where everyone's at if they're not at the regular dispensary. <laughs> <clears throat> actually, Floyd's now does uh, sell THC. So, um, but yeah, CBD was great for my anxiety. Um, I would even just get like the CBD pre-rolls and, you know, they say there's no psychological uh, effects off of CBD, but, you know, after a couple of hits, I definitely started feeling the anxiety to go away. Um, then another thing I noticed with CBD was inflammation, <clears throat> excuse me, during like heavy training cycles. Uh, when I was taking my CBD, I would take two in the morning and two before bed because I had, uh, morning formula and a evening formula. And I noticed my inflammation went way down when, you know, I was taking that on a regular basis. That warms my heart so much to hear a testimonial like that, because it's exactly why I do what I do. And I can't tell you how many stories I hear like this. And we know that this is natural and that it's non-toxic and that there are no side effects and you can't overdose on this. And we actually, what a lot of people don't realize is that we have, so CBD is considered a cannabinoid, like an endocannabinoid. And we have an endocannabinoid system in our body. So we have a system called the endocannabinoid system. And the medical community has not really actually been taught that until recently. It's It's been kept from them. But there are receptor sites in our entire body that CBD molecules connect with. And so we have receptor sites for the immune system, for inflammation, for pain, for eyesight. I mean, it, it's from head to toe. And 
an endocannabinoid is we make our own version of CBD and like THC in our own body. So these are plant derivatives. CBD would be a plant derivative of a system, an endogenous system that we have in our body. And so when people take CBD and it helps for their anxiety, it's putting you back into the homeostasis and supplementing your body with something that it naturally needs. We don't have a Zoloft system. We have a cannabinoid system and that's why CBD works really well. So a lot of people don't know these things. There's not a, enough education. It's been demonized for so long against, I mean, big pharma has more money to propagate their own personal agenda to say what they want to say. And when they scare people and shame people away from using something that actually really works. And then when somebody like me or you speak up, it's a matter of just educating people with a compassion and understanding that they've been misinformed. Yeah, definitely. When I was, uh, I was in Colorado when, you know, cannabis became medical and then it became recreational. And I don't know if you've heard of the company Charlotte's Web. Um, that company has some amazing testimonials on, especially working with kids with all kinds of problems. Uh, it's just amazing that, you know, we can go back to when, you know, big pharma was paying, you know, research scientists to say that sugar was better than salt. Uh, it goes all the way back then. And to people think that big pharma is out to help them is it's a lie. They're out there to, you know, fill their pocketbooks and make money. And it's coming up more and more and more. Just noticing when I lived in Colorado, when, when medical became legal and the people that got off opiates, benzos, alcohol, you name it, going into cannabis. And it was a lot of other, you know, a lot of retired people in the very beginning um, because they were just sick of taking the pills. And then when it became medical, they didn't have to worry about a job or anything. So they did it. Then when it became recreational in Colorado, I mean, it blew up. It was, it was crazy because then everyone was doing it. Whoever wanted to try it, it was legal. So everyone was trying it. Then a lot of people's minds started changing. I noticed throughout the years, um, I was a heavy cannabis user for 30 years of my life. You know, it was always cannabis helps with anxiety. Then uh, once I finally quit, that was the main source of my anxiety was the cannabis use. But that was my, you know, my system all out of whack, over abusing it and all that other stuff. Alcohol didn't help. But to see where it's at now and then people are starting to realize the benefits of CBD and this plant that grows out of the earth that we've been using for since we've been around. I mean, you go way back and the hemp plant's been used for so many years, as long as you know, since people could start writing stuff down, there is stuff about using plants for medicine. And it's just sad to see where we're at now with big pharma making synthetic cures that people believe on and grab so hold of tight and 
want to spend their rest of lives on it because their doctors say it's okay. <laughs> it's really sad, actually. The So the FDA actually has an FDA-approved CBD that's a synthetic form. That's It's called Epidiolex, and it's for children with a rare form of seizures. So they know it works, and they've patented a synthetic version of it. And it actually works better than any pharmaceutical drug. It's their final backup for when nothing else works, but they don't use it first, which is so bogus. But to talk on your experience with cannabis, so cannabis is a broad term, but when you're using marijuana and it has a high concentration of THC in it, it can actually acerbate anxiety, just as you're saying and it can activate the fight or flight system within the body. Whereas CBD, you can get it with no THC, which is my personal preference when I'm taking an ingestible, unless I take a soft gel at night, which has like one milligram of THC, but it has 30 milligrams of CBD. So it's like a 30 to one ratio, which is uber conservative. But CBD by itself is neuro is a neurogenesis. So it actually repairs damage in the brain, especially the hippocampus. But we all know that THC causes damage to the hippocampus. So high concentration of THC is damaging to the brain. So people that are smoking high doses of marijuana can definitely alter the brain in a negative way. The super cool thing is CBD actually reverses that damage. And there have been studies done that are showing reversal um, for neurogenesis of the part of the hippocampus that the THC damages. So always with THC users, I recommend that they use uh, a lot of CBD if they want to continue to smoke and they care about their brain health or use a higher CBD ratio to a much smaller THC or no THC at all especially for people with anxiety and you'll find you get awesome benefits and zero anxiety. So I'm like you, if I use too much THC, I'm kind of a whack job and like awkward and weird. And like, I don't always <laughs> enjoy the experience. Now, sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I absolutely love it. And I enjoy it. Like sometimes for a run, like it, it works for me. Like I love it sometimes but also it can be um, very disturbing. So, but if I drank a whole bottle of uh, broad spectrum that had no THC in it, I would only maybe feel sleepy, but zero feeling of being high or zero feeling of anxiety. So that's always an option for people. I think it's, it's been Pandora's box has been opened, but there's so much education for the end user and it's very confusing. So it's hard to kind of, it's almost like you have to educate people one-on-one or give a little bit of a tutorial because somebody will go into a store and get an edible and have a, a shitty experience and be super high and weird and think, and they've told them that CBD, when in fact it's hemp derived THC, they're just labeling it CBD because you know, there's, um, because it's legal in certain states and they are putting it under this reference of CBD with high THC concentrations because CBD will not get you high. 
but a full spectrum is not CBD by itself. So it's, it's, it is so confusing for the consumer to like process all this information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the state I live in South Dakota. Um, they've made, you know, THC, uh, the medical now, but you can go into gas stations, vape shops, whatever, and you can get, you know, CBD, but it's Delta eight, Delta nine, Delta 10. And I tried it and I got super high, like way more high than I ever got from anything when I was living in Colorado from the dispensary. And that's like on every corner here in South Dakota. They just put it under, you know, CBD. Uh, but they won't make recreational legal here in South Dakota. I mean, they're still they're still trying, but they haven't. But like you're saying, that there needs to be a lot more discussions because if that stuff lands in the wrong hands, um, especially how they have it, like it's in all the gummies and it looks like all they do is take regular candy and put the, you know, the tincture on it. Whereas when I lived in Colorado, I had to have the THC label on it. It didn't look like regular gummies. It was totally different. But here in South Dakota, it's just regular candy that they just put a tincture on and put in a different bag and sell it. And uh, it's quite scary because that's more of a, also a synthetic. So I'm sure you know what the synthetics, the dosage um, can be controlled, but it's not always controlled. Um, so that's one thing that scares me. Like we just need to, as a country, figure it out and get it more regulated. So if people do want to use it, they can make the right choices and just not get some, some fake candy from the vape shop and be blitzed out of their mind driving down the road. <laughs> it's for sure a problem. And like, just exactly what you're saying. It's so marijuana's regulations are so much more stringent, just like what you're saying. Whereas the hemp such a gray area. And when people, they started calling it Delta eight and Delta nine, it's THC. They're just changing the name for some people that don't have the knowledge and they're calling it CBD Delta nine. It's not CBD Delta nine. It's hemp derived marijuana, but it's not marijuana. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. hemp derived THC. And so, but it's not CBD. It's just hemp. Yeah, and they're just the chemists have just figured out how to pull as much as they can out of it, but it still falls under the hemp plant. So, <laughs> and D Delta eight, like you said, is synthetic, and mm -hmm. so there's a chemical process that has to happen, and that makes it you know super not cool for people that are going for natural. And there's a big debate about it, but like I'm, I would never put Delta eight in any of our products, and our Delta nine is one milligram. They sell 20 milligram Delta nine hemp derived gummies. And I had one girl tell me one day, because people will disclose their stories to you when you talk to them. And she took a 200 milligram gummy that she bought <laughs> 200 milligrams. And she was like, she said it was like, uh, she had a come to Jesus moment. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was awful. Surprised she so, didn't go to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It won't kill you. You might well, think I, you're 
I know but that, but I'm just saying you might have seen some stuff. <laughs> it's funny because uh, at the one of the the vape stores around here, they uh they were selling nerd ropes, and they were thousand milligram Delta Nine. When I bought it, the guy's like, "Don't eat that whole thing." I'm like, "Well, it's not dosed. So where do I start?" He's like, "Just take a little bite." I'm like, "This is a nerd rope. Like, <laughs> what's a little bite?" You know. But I ate probably a quarter of it, and I was, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand is insane to me. I can't. I can't even process that. What like does um. What what does the Shea offer? I think you mentioned it before, but can you say it again? Like, what all do you have um, in your lineup? So we have a topical, which is a sports rub. So it's a muscle gel roll-on. So that is a full spectrum. It has 1,800 milligrams of CBD, and it has less than 0.3% THC, but there's about, it's about 100 milligrams of THC in the bottle, but there's 1,800 milligrams of CBD. Okay. So it's a high dose of CBD to a much smaller ratio of THC. But in addition to that, we have 15 um, different essential oils that are very specific to analgesic. So pain and inflammation. And so it's not just the CBD formulation that works. It's also all of the essential oils. It also smells really good. So it has like a peppermint smell, but not like an old people Bengay smell. <laughs> and, <laughs> and men and women like it. So that's our feature. <laughs> and then we have soft gels, which are a CBD base. Um, so that's each soft gel is 30 milligrams of CBD in our full spectrum. And it's one milligram of THC. So that's a 30 to one ratio. You're not going to get high on that. Um, you, the tincture is, we have a broad spectrum, which has no THC. So the liquid under the tongue, which is mm -hmm. also peppermint and monk fruit, which is awesome. And that's my favorite during the day. I use broad spectrum. It just, I'm, I'm high charged. So it just keeps me a little bit more chill. So I just love it. It works for me. It just keeps my anxiety at bay. It keeps me focused and it keeps my pain and inflammation down. Cause I'm constantly like you guys, we're always, you know, running or doing something physical. And so it's an anti-inflammatory that I use every day. And then we have the full spectrum extract as well, which is more potent than the soft gels because it, the absorption of tinctures liquid is more you, the absorption availability is higher. So you tend to have a it tends to feel like an extra strength compared to the soft gels so that's our lineup and the, also we have a topical that's broad spectrum that has no thc so we have like some olympic athletes they can't use thc but they can use cbd but then you have nfl and nba players and they can use the thc so it depends on what sports they're in but all olympics cannot use any thc so yeah. and some people don't want to and so we just have that option for them yeah well that's cool well hey let's jump back into you as an athlete again uh 
tell us what kind of gear you're using. I know you're you're doing an Ironman. We've had a couple Ironman and Iron Women on the podcast before, so I know everybody's just interested. Like, tell us what you use. So gear like shoes or gear like everybody wants to know from head to toe. What, oh my gosh, that's great! Everybody wants to know from head to toe what you're wearing <laughs> and what you're using. Okay, so shoes currently, um, I, I have not been super faithful to anybody yet when it comes to shoes, but my two favorites right now are Hoka and Ultras. And so right now I'm like in my ultra Tim's Tim. I think it's Tim. Tim's. The ultra Tim's love yeah. them. They're <laughs> super awesome. The I wore those. 1.5 was one of my favorite shoes after that. Sorry, but trash. <laughs> really? The 1.5s. If you could find some 1.5s, you can make some money. I think on you could say suckers. that across all ultra. Well, <laughs> all their, their first gen and second gen. I, I'm a, I'm a brand loyalist. <laughs> go ahead and then i like the hoka tecton x the um tectonic plates okay carbon fibers i love those hokas trail trail because i'm i don't road run and so this is going to be an issue when i get on the road and i have to find some shoes Mm. so when (laughs) you road run typically which is never I would wear Sockenies and I tend to like the endorphins. So I'm not sure, but it might be a Saucony or I don't know. I have to figure <laughs> out the dilemma because I hate running on the road. It's worse than a treadmill for me. You could just be like me and run in the road in your trail shoes. <laughs> and I would with the temps, they actually would go well. And so would those Hoka's actually. And so that when I wear clothing, I usually wear first form clothing. I usually wear their shorts. They have little pockets in the side for like shorter runs. When I wear my vest, I use naked. My belt is a naked. I love their, their vests. The naked belt's awesome. I love it. I've never, I've never tried them, but like everybody says, you got to get a naked belt. And I'm always kind of like, I need a belt. Like I've always, I always just want a belt. I don't know why, but. They're so good. I think a belt would work really well at here because I could put it underneath and close to my skin and it would keep you could my put two st- bottles in there. Well, it would keep my stuff from freezing because everything freezes up here. So well, that's what I mean. You keep your bottles in there and they they're like so skin forming. Cause you yeah. gotta get like their sizing's weird though. Like you have to put one on. Because hmm. they go like up in weird increments, like they don't make like 30 to 32. It's all these weird increments, so they get the right fit. No, oh, that's cool. I had to try on like four different ones before I found the right one. Hmm. It wouldn't work Side for note. your frozen bottles, I think. Because yeah. you can just put it against your skin. Yeah, because it's netted. Yeah. I I I just I've been trying out this uh pack called uh Usui, and they have technology that their bite valves don't freeze on a bladder. And so Today it was negative nine on my run and I didn't take a bladder. I took a, um, insulated bottle. Um, and so I didn't try the bladder today. I was kind of, I was kind of nervous. I was like, hi, I don't want to get real far out there and then I I not have any water. So I took an insulated bottle, but 
So anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was negative, negative nine. Negative nine is a different party. I'm not familiar with negative nine. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started too. <laughs> We're just at the pre-drinks on the party. <laughs> Yeah. And then let's see. So my nutrition is like, I'm working on it. So I, that's always been my problem. I have gut issues. So every time I get out there, there was one 50 K I was, I don't know. I was puking for miles and miles and miles. And I just kept going, but my nutrition has been hard for me because my, my stomach is so weak, but uh, oddly enough, what's working for me right now are, are goose and it's the berry <laughs> blend with the caffeine in them. You lost and me. so <laughs> it bothers you. Not that you lost me. <laughs> Justin, Justin's not a goo fan. I'm not a goo fan at all. I will not touch that stuff. <laughs> I don't blame it. you. And I was the same. I was like, but my favorite is bananas with honey on them. So I'll just squeeze like raw honey on the banana. That, yeah. that my favorite and it yeah. very much energizes me it's not convenient to carry on long runs but it works <laughs> you could just robbie, mash them up in the bag robbie and i've been experimenting with some stuff when uh we won't we won't say it just yet we'll keep the 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 listeners guessing but we'll talk to you offline about it but i think we may we may, we might be able to solve your your problems because we've solved mine so and mine <laughs> <laughs> so offline sorry listeners we're going to test a little bit further and then we'll we'll bring it up but anyway go ahead sorry awesome <laughs> mashed potatoes like just mashed in a baggie i'll do those i'm a real food kind of person yeah so i've tried the mashed potatoes they just kind of like i don't know to me it's just i mean i've tried it all but they work 100% they work. I just, I don't know, something about them. Like if I go to an aid station and my crew is there and they could warm them up and give them to me, like that works. But <laughs> yeah, I no cold mashed potatoes. For I can't carry them around in a bag. No, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had well, that naked belt, nine, it's like if I had the naked potatoes. belt, they would be warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what bike are you uh, riding for your Ironman? So actually I'm borrowing my boyfriend's and I don't even know what it's called. I have, <laughs> I, I've never been on a road bike in my life. I'm a, I have a Peloton. That's nice. all. So I have a lot of learning to do. Yes. I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bike apparently. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect well, for the first one. Just, just jump Heather, on and ride it. Heather's doing a full Iron Man on a good bike. So be on the lookout. <laughs> Well, Heather, we like to uh, ask all of our guests um, about someone that they they recommend having on the podcast that's from your network. It doesn't have to be runner, triathlon, a Shea. It, it can be anyone. We're just looking for somebody with a cool story that, you know, our listeners would like to hear it. So um, have you had Matt Johnson on your show? No. So Matt Johnson is awesome. He's just overcome an injury in like amazing record time. Um, like within weeks of a couple fractures in his leg, he's done Leadville. He has done, he's, he lives in Texas. I just think he would be a good fit for your, your podcast. Yeah. We should definitely uh, look him up. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always down for some cool stories like that. 
Well, Heather, He's thank a you. Gay oh. athlete, and his story of overcoming his injury is really fascinating to me right now. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on and, you know, talking to us all about Ashe and CBD and you as an athlete. Um, I'm hoping that we can get this stuff into everybody out there's hands that haven't never heard of it or it was on the fence. I hopefully um, you talked them off the ledge and go buy this stuff. Where can, uh, where can people find you? Where can people order a Shea? So it's a Shea, A-S-E, pure naturals with an S.com. And then that's our Instagram handle as well. And where can people find you? So my handle is H.H. Jacoby. It's like so difficult. <laughs> H-H-J-A-C-O-B-Y. And that's it. And probably if they went to a Shay, they could f- find me from a Shay. Awesome. Cool. Well, go buy some Ashe. Uh, get on the CBD train. Uh, tell your friends about it. I know all of us ultra runners were always uh, in pain. So let's <laughs> let's go back <laughs> to the natural way of doing things. But Heather, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it so much. <laughs>